All right, welcome back. Best hour of their day coming at you on a holiday. We come at you 24 7, 365. That's not actually true. We come at you Monday through Friday. <laughs> <laughs> most Monday through Fridays, yeah. most days, most times. But anyway, if you're listening to this, happy Thanksgiving. Or if you're listening Friday or Saturday, hope you enjoyed and maybe you're getting out there burning off some of that turkey. Today, Fern and I are going to talk about how you can run busy classes, you know, the holidays, be it Thanksgiving. What are some of the big ones, Fern? So Thanksgiving, like Fourth of July, Memorial Day, Labor Day. Hanukkah. Um, Hanukkah, I guess, yeah, if you're going to do all of those days. All eight days. Um, What else? Halloween tends to be like that. Christmas, New Year, stuff like that. There was a couple of years towards the end of when I owned the box that we were actually open 365 days. Have you ever done that? I've never been open 365 days, but I think the most we've ever been open is, is probably like 355 because we used to be open on Sundays. We're not open on Sundays anymore. Oh, well, that's awesome. And that's a whole nother episode that we should definitely dive into. My last box we kept closed on Sundays, you know, not for any religious reasons. It was just, hey, we all need a break every every week. And be it the owner, the coaches, even the members, it's a it's a something to consider. I wouldn't necessarily just shut down on Sundays if it's not something you've been doing. But let's have a full episode on that today. Let's talk about those busy days because the challenge on those busy days, all the holidays we just mentioned isn't so much that it's a holiday, it's that we tend to run one class. Yeah, so, let's so yeah, we tend to run maybe one or two, but they tend to be very large. Like it's not uncommon for our classes if we, if we swap that out and maybe run two classes a day for maybe both of those to be 30 each. Which by themselves are all, you know, significantly big classes. 30, 30 people in a class is big. If some boxes are running one, it wasn't, I would say we've had classes that were approaching 100, especially on like the Murph days where, you know, Memorial Day or, you know, even a Christmas Eve type workout. So, so let's just talk about some best practices, things to think about, things you can do well when having such a busy class. You, you know a holiday's coming. What, what are some of the things you start to do in advance to prepare for that? So there's, there's kind of two principles that would help you manage like these really large classes that, that would like, if you just abide by these two, you could sort it out and it'd be very, be very logistically simple for you. So the first one is if you're going to put a barbell in that day, it's a partner workout. If you're not going to put a barbell in it, then make the movements very simple, right? So nothing complex, no bar muscle ups, ring muscle ups, handstand push ups. because as the number of people grows, and if you do want to make it an individual workout, it needs to be fairly simple. It needs to be more of a grind more of like one of these monster mash workouts that's just a, a trudge through the mud rather than this really high skill workout. And, it's, and you can do it really, really well both ways. Uh, but if you're gonna use a barbell, make it a partner workout. If you're not gonna use a barbell and you wanna do it, or you're not gonna use a partner workout, then make it very, very simple so that it's so fun. Let me ask you a couple of questions about that. What are some examples of what you might, can you think of any workouts specifically even? You have a 30 person, class. I mean, me personally, I tended to go one class just because A, your coaches don't want to necessarily work on the holidays. You don't necessarily want to be there if you're going to be there. 
it's nice for your members to just have that one slot where they're like, okay, this is my time I get to work out. And also I always found they were super energetic and great for the community because you'd get the great mix of morning, noon, and evening people all in one class. But with that being said, throwing a barbell into even a 30 or 50 person class can be cumbersome. So like, what's an example workout? Um, I would say, I mean, we could use a, 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 like a hero workout. Like if you were going to do something like, oh God, the name of it is escaping me now. I think it's a 30 minute AMRAP or is it 30 rounds of deadlift, push up, box jump. You know what I'm talking about? I remember that one. And then the other one you made me think of that I ran a couple of times was a hero wide called Badger, which yes. was like three rounds of 800 meter run. 30 squat cleans and I think 30 pull-ups. Yeah, which, something like that. And again, you could take something like that and, and you know, call it everyone has to complete it, maybe bump up the reps. But I love team workouts and I think it's a great way to build your community. I mean, some other things you can just do are like, you know, heats of, you know, for example, New Year's Day every year we ran Fran. Every year on New Year's Day was always Fran. But it's, you know, 10-minute cap and – you're just running multiple heats. So you can still do it that way. But I, I'd say take advantage of the opportunity to build your community, like Fern said, and do, throw some team workouts in there. But, you know, the programming is simple. Just be smart about it. You know, your, you know your space. You know your equipment. Maybe get a little, you know, something to consider that we were diving into of, you know, what are some things you can do. It's probably a day you want to make sure people sign up in advance for to get an idea of how many are coming in. Yeah, if you do that for your gym, go ahead and do it. I'm, I'm, I prefer a little bit of, uh, I guess, more inclusiveness or chaos on those days because I just think it's fun. I just think it has to be controlled chaos. Like, I don't think it can be like people bouncing off the walls and like, you know, a, a, a gajillion people. Uh, but I want everybody to come in. So I don't want to limit that. I want to encourage people to come in. I just want to make sure that we have control over it. We have control over it via the workout, via how we program it. Um, how we utilize the space, all that stuff. Cause those are all things you have in your control in those scenarios. If it gets away from you, that is 100% my fault as a coach. When you say get away from you, like what, what do you mean by that? Meaning like I programmed something that was just a logistical nightmare or I didn't partner up when I should have, or I created a workout that had 15 is a 15 movement chipper, you know, just, just, you know, things that like that, that kind of look and sound like you shooting yourself in the foot for no particular reason. Well, you know, when you, when you say that, my immediate thought goes to the 12 days of Christmas workout. I, you know, for those that are listening, you can't see Fern, his eyes actually rolled <laughs> 360 all the way around his head. But I love that workout. And I love, you know, so with Albany CrossFit, for example, I had a lot of traditions and one of them was the New Year's Day Fran. We did Murph on Memorial Day and we did the 12 days of Christmas on Christmas Eve. Now, with that being said, it was a shit show, but everybody knew what to expect and you knew, hey, you know, depending on which one we ran that year, you know, we ran multiple, you know, there's so many different versions. You might get to the box jump and say you have to do eight. I might have to wait for Fern to finish. You're not necessarily trying to get the best time that day it's for fun yeah and and i'm it's not that i hate that workout it's just that i've seen it done so poorly so many times you know i've, I've seen that workout done a dozen times over a dozen years and 
I, I just think it can be done really well can it be, and it can be really, really fun until you start putting things like a squat snatch in, a muscle up, like all of these things that have no business in a workout like that. The, like a workout like that should much more resemble like uh, something that looks like boot camp, which is like low skill movements, just having fun and moving, nothing complex or terribly difficult where people, you know, like where they're going to need a lot of space or there's going to be, or, or, or there's going to need, there's going to be a requirement for a significant amount of warming up or coaching prior to. Absolutely. Like that box jumps, burpees, you know, pull-ups, even push-ups. squats. Yeah. Right. You d- Hey, you know, injuries happen and that type of, you know, I'm not that CrossFit's dangerous, but anytime people are moving, injuries happen, but injuries that happen because of your poor planning and stupidity and someone gets a barbell dropped on them, that's unnecessary and that's what we need to eliminate. I mean, if you, and they're from a coaching standpoint, if you've just realized you made a bad decision and, and, and you just look at the space and you've decided that it is unsafe due to proximity of people's faces to barbells and stuff like that, then just change the plan. Like just change it. Maybe get rid of the barbells, keep the movements and go dumbbells, you know, just to save yourself, you know, whatever that's going to be 14 to 20 square feet per person. And that has to be something people look at beyond these days. I'll give you a quick example. I coached at a level two this past weekend, had my game plan walking in full lesson plan written out. And I walk in, I'm like, oh, can't do this workout and changed it, you know, and I immediately thought of how do I keep it as close to this as possible without completely having to revamp it. But we should be doing that. And sometimes it's, you know, just looking around, looking at barbells, like making sure they're spaced out. These are all things that we do at the level two every weekend because we're coaching at different boxes with a different number of people that we don't really know, but you should be doing this at your box. So you know, thinking of your space, thinking of the equipment, thinking about how many people you're going to have in. And then, and then what would be next for, and like the day of, like you get there, say you have Thanksgiving, you know, 9am class, what goes on at CrossFit Rife? So like, if you're going to do that, I think because, so the goal of even opening the doors on these days is to have fun, right? Like number one, like that is the number one priority. It should be fun. There should be a lot of smiles, a lot of high-fiving, all that stuff. So maybe do a little bit of extra prep on the front end. Like if you're going to, if you're going to need a lot of equipment, like set and stage all of that stuff beforehand, because you've only got one class, maybe two. So go ahead and set yourself up for success so that you don't have to waste any of your lesson plan time with all of that. Maybe you can spend less time setting up equipment. You can do play games or like do some partner stuff like beforehand. Um, so that's the big thing is just, you know, like if, you know, probably make it a partner workout because those are more fun. Make it very simple so you can have, you know, spend more time doing some entertainment aspect of it and and less teaching or coaching. And then eliminate most of the stuff that's going to, that's revolves around logistics by doing pre-staging of some sort. If you, like, if you need 15 boxes, like pull all of those out in advance. You know, if you got, if you're going to need kettlebells like set those up where hey the 35 kettlebells are over here the 55s are over here the 75s are over there and then all of a sudden people just go to that area and that is where their workout goes down so just you know you know stage everything prior to and it makes everything really really quick yeah one thing that you reminded me of is another tradition we had was fight gun bad so we would run fight gun bad you know certain times of the year and back in the day there was a fundraiser and all that kind of stuff but 
knowing we were going to run and cycle so many people through, we would actually set up the stations. And then people would either, depending on how we ran it that day, start at a random station or cycle in, you know, starting at the, at the wall ball. But point being, yeah, some days you have to do the grunt work and actually set the equipment up and get your members situated because 30 people scrambling to grab equipment is just a nightmare. Yeah. And fight on that is a perfect example because realistically, and we can use that, we can use that in a 30 person class. If I'm going to do that for fight on bad, there's five stations and there's a one minute off. So I can basically only set up five full stations of fight on bad. So it means I need one rower, one, um, you know, sorry, I need five rowers, five wall balls, 10 barbells, 10 boxes. And what am I missing? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Because so, the barbells used twice. It's used twice for a Simadelf typo and a push press. So I can get away with only five kind of full stations of that, but I can start everybody a different station because everybody's rotating at the minute, but I can have one person who's in that kind of rest period. So I can do five stations, uh, facilitates six people. And now that's 30 people with minimal equipment on the, on the, on the floor and everybody's just bumping one forward and it doesn't matter where they start. So somebody's going to start on the, on the rower and then go directly into rest. So what, who cares? You know, they're not going to care at the end of round five. Or yeah. Three, you know, you know, and, and there's a couple of things you have to think about with fight on bad is for one, it is one of those workouts where you look at it and you're like, there's no way I can run 30 people, but it is actually an easy workout. If you stop, and plan out in advance. And another aspect of it that, and this might hold true on a hero day or just a busy day is sometimes you have to remove the scaling options and not that people can't scale, but you set them up. Like fight gun bad, for example, we would have an RX men's lane and an RX women's lane. And the RX women's lane serves as a scaled men's lane. And then there's the ultra scaled lane, which is, you know, scaled for ladies or injured people, but that's a day where it's like, you don't get to say I'm using 65 pounds. No, you're either using 75 or 55. Yeah. Whichever one of those, this is your lane. Yeah. And you know what? If that's heavy, do less. If it's light, do more. Yeah. But that's an easy, yeah, exactly. It's an easy one where I just like, I, I, I adjust by adjusting the volume. So, you know, we've or, just about tell them, or I just tell them go faster. Maybe if you think it's light, then I need you to go faster. So on, on the trip and, and, and then in general with Fern, my favorite Fernism, you know, we get a lot of Fernisms in our private mentor group. Uh, people always listen to the episodes and typically at least once an episode, Fern drops something. It's usually relative to his, um, I would say like poor demeanor. You know, it's, it's relative to his grumpiness. And, <laughs> but my favorite ever cue that I've ever heard, this is in all of CrossFit. I've seen Coach Glassman. I've seen Chuck Carswell. I've seen Dave Castro, the best cue ever is Ferns. Hey, do that, but much better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say. It's just like, just do that better. And, and you know what? If you're listening and you've heard that, you can use that anywhere in life. Anywhere. Just do that, but better. Like, try that with, like right try that now, with your wife this today. Podcast, but yeah, like in this podcast right now, I need you to do this podcast, Jay, but I just need you to do it better than you're doing. Yeah, that's here. usually the text I get after every episode. Hey, that was great, but next time I'm going to do it better. Yeah. Um, so, so let's talk about a couple other things. You know, with, with everything coaching, what we've really just expressed is 80% of your worry, 80% of the stress can be eliminated with a little preparation. 
But Agreed. now let's now let's talk about maybe that other 20% or the intangibles. So what are some things that you would recommend to box owners or coaches that they do now like the day of or in the middle of the workout just to make that day more exciting and to make it different than your typical, you know, Monday afternoon class? I think one is is what I've kind of alluded to a little bit earlier, which is like put in maybe a little bit of time and effort into something that's going to be fun, whether it's a game or something like that. And the other thing is, and I'm not a big fan of this. And I go back to, I think it was Josh Everett, like in every second counts who music, right? Yeah, it was, it was a music. He's like, Hey, if you need music to work out, then this probably isn't for you. Um, but yeah, maybe put, maybe like put a little bit more time into your playlist or like we've done fun things where, you know, if it's a, whatever, it's a 20 minute workout, like every five minutes, we're going to change the decade. We're going to start, you know, in eighties and then go nineties and then go early two thousands and then go 2010 plus. And we just kind of switch the genre every five minutes. And it just kind of gives people something else to think about when they're going through the workout. Cause every once in a while, something will come up and it'll be, it'll be very, you know, nostalgic, you know, like something comes on and you're like, Oh, Bell Biv DeVoe. Haven't heard that one in a while. And I forget about the suck that I'm going through at that point. So. Yeah. I, I love that. A couple of things that I've done is, you know, in fight on bad specifically, I love changing the music or any interval workout. Like every time the next interval kicks off, because for that reason, sometimes it gives people just a little boost and you can have someone in charge of that. You know, if you're coaching that probably shouldn't be a high on your agenda. And then the other thing I've done in the past is put out like a public playlist, you know, with Spotify and some of those other apps these days, you can, you know, Hey, everyone put one song on. And then those people, it's fun to see when that person's song comes on, they kind of light up. Like Fern said, what's your, what's your opinion on Christmas music at, a, at around Christmas time in a workout? I mean, it's not super motivating, but if you want to throw it on, throw it on. Man, Roz has been blasting Christmas music since we've gotten home from the box store. And it's like, I'm like, it's not even Thanksgiving. And she's just nonstop Christmas music. Well, around the house, I'm, I'm fine with it. But like in mid-workout, I don't want to hear jingle bells or, you know, grandma got run over by a reindeer. It, well, you can, you know, there's some more modern stuff. But it goes without saying, we need more Hanukkah songs. You know, <laughs> Adam Sandler got it right. Well, come on, your old Adam Sandler CD. <laughs> yeah, he got it right back in the day. It's like, you guys get all these songs and we get, now we have one song. But you know what? I, so I can't help you there. So, okay, we've talked about the music. I'm not, I'm not musically inclined, nor am I Jewish, so I can't help you. <laughs> we've got, um, side note, let me tell a quick off-color story. Um, woke up this morning, go to the bathroom. Roz is still in bed. And I come back after she's like, I hear everything. And she was like, she was like, did Fern hear that while you were on the road trip? And I was like, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. There's that. Fern did say multiple times that I used the bathroom way too much. Um, yeah, I'm a little worried about your digestive system. It's efficient. So outside of music, what are some other things? I'll tell you one thing. You know, it's a holiday. Maybe here's one that we haven't spoken about. July 4th is another good one. You know, do you get a couple cases of beer or do you have a barbecue? So what are some of the holidays you might do something like that? So like July 4th, Memorial Day, um, Labor Day, stuff like that, where you can do like a, 
like a workout and then brunch or something like that and have people bring their own dishes. You can have people dress up in like holiday garb or Halloween garb and just make it a little bit more fun. So, I mean, there's so many different things you can do. And at the end of the day, I don't even really think it matters what you do. I think it's just, if you just put a little bit of effort into it to change the vibe just a little bit, people appreciate it and have more fun. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what it really comes down to that preparation. Your members will notice, you know, Hey, You've got one class, it's 9 a.m. and you're scrolling in at 8.55 and it's a mess. Or, you know, they start rolling in at 8.30, you're already there. You've got, you know, good festive music going on. And, you know, it could be Christmas music leading up to the workout and then three, two, one, go. You know, you got your 90s hip hop or whatever you play. But that little stuff is really what separates the, the great boxes from the, the average boxes. I mean, those holidays are some of my... You know, people ask, what do you miss about owning a box? It's those days where you just get 50 plus, the community's strong, and you guys are just having a good time. And it doesn't always have to be on the holiday. You can do it the day before or day after. So for instance, you know, like I am a fan of closing. Like I'm the first one to try to close the gym. And then the staff usually like, you know, strong arms me to open in some capacity. So like we're going to be closed on Thanksgiving. And then black Friday, we'll have like modified hours. We're only going to run four classes that day. So as a gym owner, like, take the day off if you need it. Like, don't be afraid to close the gym. It's fine. Like people aren't going to jump ship on your affiliate. So I do think that's worth noting is that you don't have to be open. Like, I don't even think it's a good idea to be open all the time. Like close the gym. It's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm the first one to close the gym because I'm not a fan of like asking people to come in and work on days that I don't really want to work. Cause I don't, cause I work most days. So I'm like, well, this is a holiday. I'm taking the day off. Yeah. 100% what Fern just said. I was a little crazy and obsessive. You know, it was kind of like a cool thing to say we're open every day, but don't burn yourself out. Don't burn your coaches out. Don't feel bad for closing. And, and if, you're, if you do start to feel bad, I used to just put up a, an at-home workout. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many solutions there. I think it's like, but there's, I don't think it's either or. I, I think there's a fine balance that you'll have to, that you'll have to slowly work your way towards like the more you do it, like as demand creeps up and more and more people want a holiday then. So like for, for most of those holidays where we're, where I, where I'll put out like, this is a hard close. We're not being open. That doesn't mean that a coach can't come in on their off time and open the gym if they want to, but it's not, but I'm not going to make them. You know, like if they want to come in, it's not going to be an advertised time. It'll be a quick post on Instagram or Facebook. Hey, open gym from this time because so and so wants to run a workout. If you if you see it, great. If not, I'm I'm not that worried about it. You know, and with that being said, before we wrap up, that is the alternative. Hey, open gym, ten to twelve. You know, your coach comes in. Maybe he's not coaching. Maybe he's working out, but the gym is open. So your members, if you're worried about them complaining, hey, we do have open gym. You can come do your own thing. Here's an example workout or make up something that you've missed. Yeah. All right. Well, we hope everybody enjoyed. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Fern, both you and I will just be at home, it sounds like, for Thanksgiving. Nothing special. Yep. Just hanging out with the fam. Probably have some people over, eat lots of food. Sit. We, My members and I were joking around yesterday. We're doing a calorie challenge in December. Uh, like how many calories you can burn total and I had a couple of people ask, they just wanted clarification <laughs> and they, they said, I just want to make sure that this is not a calorie intake challenge. This is a calorie output challenge. Right. And I said, correct. However, I am considering putting out a challenge to the listeners of who can have the least amount of caloric output and the most amount of caloric intake just for Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Who can be the most gluttonous at CrossFit Rife? Yeah, exactly. That's, if, if you had, so two questions. One, and I don't want you to offend anybody, but at the same time, who would win at CrossFit Rife? <laughs> Cassidy just yelled out in the background that he would win. <laughs> Cassidy would have to be, uh, I don't even want to say it. I'm not going to say it, Cassidy. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't do it very often, but I am world class at sitting on the couch. Yeah, you could definitely burn the least. Um, I don't know how much you can intake. You, you need a decent amount. Now, uh, well, hold on. Let's talk about like who ate more pieces of sushi when we were out. I feel like I won that. You, how did you win? I ordered like 10 more pieces than you and only had like six left over. Yeah, and I had to eat them. You did not eat them. I had two. No. I was so full at that point. I, um, ordered, I think I ordered seven rolls of sushi. You did order seven rolls. Yeah. So outside of Cassidy winning, what, what would you think is the number of calories someone could take in? Um, I think like easily it could be something that would be in the 5,000 range. Oh, no, so, yeah. I think I was thinking closer to 10. 10 is a lot. 10 is eating all day. I would, I would tell people, and I, I would love to go back and actually try this, but on my old school cheat days, I was probably consuming close to 10,000 calories, wondering why I'm not making progress during the week. You know, huh? eating, eating not even clean, but just eating better and then going nuts on Saturdays. I'm, I'm gonna, I think that number is suspect. 10,000 calories is an astronomical amount of food. I was watching a documentary on, on, who was it? Uh, Thor on, uh, yeah, that actor. Yeah. The, uh, he's a rogue athlete and like that guy eats 10,000 calories. Oh, the, the, not the actor. You're talking about the, the lifter Thor. The lifter. Yeah. The rogue that athlete. Dude, yeah. And that's a monster. Like, he's like 400 pounds. So I have a hard time believing that you eat the same amount as a man who weighs 400 pounds well it just depends it depends if you're chasing calorically dense food because you can get like a slice of cheesecake that's 2000 that barely fills you up i mean listen at some point once we get past like five or six it doesn't matter how calorically dense or not dense. <laughs> it's just a fucking astronomical amount of food well next time you me and cassidy are in the same room we're going for it dude let's do it all right well we hope you all have a great Thanksgiving. If you do surpass that 10,000 calorie number, please let us know. Please take a picture too, because I'd love to see it. I would too. Post it on your Instagram story and tag us. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Have a great holiday, and we will see you tomorrow. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, one more time, please. Leave us a review on Apple Podcast and send us any feedback you have to at best hour of their day on Instagram and best hour of their day at gmail.com if you want to shoot us an email. We appreciate you. Thanks again. Have a great rest of your day.